Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. I'm going to be reading from Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 10. And I'm going to be reading in the NLT version. It says, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the command of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by grace, God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. Because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all the future ages examples of his incredible wealth of grace and kindness towards us. As shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by grace when you believed. And you cannot take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So no one can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we could do the good things he planned for us long ago. I love this bit of scripture in Ephesians 1 to 10. And I really felt like God had put this on my heart to share with you today. You see here, Paul is reminding the Ephesians and he's reminding us of our transformed lives. That we were once a heart of stone and now we're a heart of flesh. You know, that something that was lifeless, taken from dust, has now been made into life. And God has given you that today. And that's what Paul wants to remind us today. Maybe you forgot your status or even questioning your status in Christ. The enemy has never changed. In undermining our faith and who we are. He always wants to draw us, draw us back into temptation and sin. You know, at, the G, at Jesus, in the start of his ministry, he knew the voice of God. And he knew who he, who he was. When Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan, we see that John baptizes him. And as he ascends, the heavens open and the dove lands on his head and says, This is my son with whom I am well pleased. He has a heavenly encounter with God and he knows the voice and he's led into the wilderness with the, led into the wilderness with the spirit. But he goes into the desert knowing who he is. And that's very important for us today, church. We need to know who we are in Christ. You know, the title of my message today is Who on Earth Am I? You know, I've asked myself this question many times. And I believe that some of us may have asked that question once before. Who am I in this world? But actually, I believe that Jesus defines who we are. You know, many of us are searching for answers, but only God can provide them today. You know, you might have given your life to Jesus last week. You might have given your life to Jesus four years ago, even 50 years ago. But it's, we need to be established in who we are in Him. I'm going to pull some gemstones from this scripture today. 
It says that you are alive to Christ and dead to sin. You're dead to sin, church. You know, you might be still battling situations. A work colleague at work, he might be pulling you down. You know, an addiction. Sin might be pulling you down in a certain area. But Christ wants to raise you up today. You know, Jesus gives us a new perspective on our position in in him and who we are in our daily lives. Jesus has a destiny and a plan for your life. He has marked you with love today. And he's marked you with a purpose. In Jeremiah 29 verse 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. This is an amazing bit of scripture and an amazing promise that we can walk out of this door with today and know who we are in Christ. You know, what does Paul want to remind the Ephesians that apply to us today? Well, firstly, you know, it's a bit of a bad start to the 10 a.m. service, but it says you were dead, disobedient, in sin. Whoa, like, come on. That was our state before we knew Christ. But Paul wants to remind us who we were before, past tense, and we're rising up with Christ and who we are today. He's not doing it to pull us down or condemn us, but he's reminding us to have gratitude for God. And he wants to fuel our motivation in worship to him. You know, the more we understand what God has done for us, the more he'll begin to tell us who we are. I know each one of us today has a testimony. If you've given your life to Christ, you have a testimony of death and life. You know, what did this look like for you? I believe many of us can remember that time when Jesus just came and gave us new life. I certainly remember that. You know, when I gave my Jesus, when I gave my Jesus, he is my Jesus. <laughs> when I gave my life to Jesus and I gave my heart to him back in 2011. Well, yeah, yeah, Lord, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, the Lord just come and changed my life. Yeah, yeah. It's because this like really means a lot to me about Jesus bringing me from death to life. You know, in 2007, no, 2011, my cousin committed suicide. I was sitting the other day and I was thinking about my cousin. And I thought, I thought he must have asked the question who he was. Who am I? As he sat there and he contemplated jumping in front of a train. Last week, we saw Jesus give life to people on the street. We heard that Martin had a word of knowledge. That the Lord had told him that someone was in death and suicide. And went up to him in boldness. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid. And he said to him, that spirit of death has to come off you. And that boy was just about to take his life and commit a suicide. And I wish someone had done that for my cousin. I wish we were bold to step out. And praise the name of Jesus. You know, in this time, when I was dead, it really showed me, this suicide really showed me the anger, the confusion that was in my heart. I pushed everyone away, everyone that loved me. I pushed the dearest things that were so dear to me. Metaphorically speaking, I had heart failure. And I don't know if anyone has issues in their hearts today but the Lord wants to bring you back to life he wants to resuscitate you and he wants to give you the kiss of life you know we let the world tell us how to live but it doesn't know the first thing about living I let the world 
tell us, tell me how to live. You know, we're bombarded with advertisement today in the social media, how men should look, how women should look, how young girls should look. And this isn't the way. We shouldn't let the world dictate how we're going to dress, how we're going to look. We should dictate it by the word of God today. You know, many of us know, even on social media, loads of people like to take selfies, don't they? You know what a selfie is. I don't have to explain that. But if we were to take a selfie of this scripture today, in verses 1 to 3, where it says you're dead, disobedient. You know, this ain't a very attractive picture. You wouldn't want to put this picture on Facebook, would you? Of your dead state, of your dead nature. Like dead corpses, a dead corpse ain't very nice, you know. We're not going to put that picture on Facebook, that spiritually dead picture. You know, however alive you may have felt in your pre-Christian life, you were in fact dead to God. You were alienated from God and he has brought you back today by his precious blood. You know, so many people do things to feel alive. Thrill seekers, they go and do bungee jumping. They go and uh, do skydiving. Just to feel alive. But on the, on the outside, they're doing all these outward expressions. But in the inside, they're dead. They're dead. You know, Reinhard Bonnke, I love this. He says, life doesn't begin at 40. But any age when you begin with Christ. I'm going to say that again. Life does not begin at 40. But any age when you begin with Christ. You know, everyone who calls, it says in Romans 10, 13. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, we see people get saved last week. But we use this term so freely at church that sometimes we forget about what actually saved means. You know, if someone was drowning right now and no one comes to their help, they would be dead, wouldn't they? You know, we need to realize that we've been saved from our sins. Some of us are actually drowning in our sin today, but Jesus wants to give you the kiss of life. You know, the fact is, we're born into sin. We inherited sin through Adam. You know, by the age, by the age of five, I was actually a professional sinner. My mum didn't have to teach me how to sin. My mum didn't have to teach me how to be naughty. You know, it's instinctively in us. You know, our little one, Elijah, just over there. He, um, yeah, he's cheeky. Um, we got a radiator at home, like you do, and um, <laughs> to heat your house, obviously, and. Um, we're trying to tell him not to touch it because it's hot. But he doesn't want to listen to us. He just wants to go and do it. And that was our old nature. We wanted to do the things that God wanted to protect us from. But we didn't. You know, Jesus today, in Paul, it says, you used to live in sin. He, he mentions this twice. He's, Paul's really good. He wants to mention that we used to live in sin. He does it twice. You know, God defined who we were before. Our sin nature. And he's reminding us today that our past life, our memories of failure and disobedience has all been erased. And God doesn't want us to be so past focused. You know, we need, we need to no longer drag up our stuff to Jesus. Oh, look, Jesus, here's my bags. Look at all my mess. He doesn't want to do that. It says in Micah 7, once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet. And throw them into the depths of your ocean. You know, Jesus today has thrown our sin into the sea of forgetfulness. It is as far from the east as from the west. And he removes our sin. You know, I love this um, scripture in Colossians 2.13. It 
It says, the realm of death describes our former state. For we were held in sin's grasp, but now we've been resurrected out of the realm of death. See, we've come out of death, never to return. So we're never going to return there. And we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sin. You see, the nature of Adam has been erased today by Jesus Christ because of his sacrifice. And the nature of a Christ has been embedded into us. His DNA and makeup is in us. His blueprint is on us. And in 2 Corinthians verses 5 to 17, it says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ becomes a new person. The old life, the old life is gone and the new life is begun. You know, have you truly, are you truly walking out in your new life? Or are you letting the Adam life dictate what, what you're going to say about yourself? Or are you actually taking in Jesus today? Are you, is his DNA defining you? No, I'm in awe of this every day, that we can have new life in Jesus. Sometimes I have to even pinch myself, because God is a God of First chances, second chances, third chances, fourth. He just wants to give us the chance to give us new life today. Now I'm going to go back now to the scripture in Ephesians 2 verses 4 to 5. And it says, But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we are dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ Jesus from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. You know, his mercy today and his grace showers upon you. And you are made alive in Jesus. You know, this, this is the picture that I want to put on Facebook. This is the selfie that I want to take. That I've come from a hopeless situation and now I've been delivered And it's an attractive picture that we want to put on Facebook, that Jesus has made us alive. You know, my second point today is that we are repositioned. You know, you are repositioned in Christ today. It says in Ephesians 2.6, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. You know, today, by the authority of Jesus, he's placed and seated you in a heavenly realm. You know, the position that God has given us is that he has made us alive. We are new life. The breath of life has been put into us and we're a new life, a new creation in Jesus Christ. And his fullness lives in you today. And you've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness and into his light. Colossians 3, 1, 13 says... For he has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. You know, when I became a Christian and when my cousin had died, I felt in such a place of darkness. And I didn't know the Bible that well, but I remember um, going to Camden Town and it, I just gave him my life. And I said to the Lord, please show me something today that will speak to me, that will speak to my heart. And I was going around Camden Town. Abba was doing some shopping. And uh, she said to me, why don't you go and get something? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go and have a look. So I looked. And I used to be a professional Thai boxer. So I saw this, um, like, uh, this warrior stuff. So it just attracted me to go over to it. And then there was a top. And it had Chinese writing on it. 
And I thought, this looks pretty cool. And I looked at it, and I asked the guy, what was the translation? And he says, John 1.5, when the light shines in the darkness, the darkness, will overcome, the darkness will not overcome it. And that's what Jesus has done in my life. The darkness will not overcome any death in your life today. You know, we need to remember that we've been called out of the kingdom of darkness and born again into the kingdom of God. And we are learning to live a new life and position in Christ. We need to grasp that today, church. That our position is to be made alive, but also to be in him. And everything that is in him is in the heavenly realms. You know, this iPad is created in a design maybe in China. You know, we are designed in heaven, but we're placed on earth today. And this, this has been placed in the UK so that we can have it. But we've been placed on earth to be like Jesus in the heavenly realms, to have a heavenly perspective. You know, it's important that we understand the principle of our position. That's very key to our walk and life with Jesus. You know, today Jesus has reconciled you to God through Jesus. And we are no longer slaves to sin. And we are no longer separated from the love of God. John 3.16 said that God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, we need to live out of that place that he gave to us. Freely he gave. So freely we can live out of that position today. When we're in life, when we're in struggles, we can go in and live out of that heavenly realm today. It says in Ephesians 1.4-5. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy. You were called to be holy today. And without fault, he's not looking at you today thinking you're a bad person. How much have you sinned? Waggling his finger at you. No, he says without fault in in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself. In Jesus Christ. And I don't know how, what experience you've had of family. But Jesus wants to embrace us into this new life. Into this great, this is amazing family of God. We've got all different people from different parts of the world. Maybe we wouldn't have known these people if we weren't Christians. But Jesus has adopted us into this family. We have a position today in this family. Each one of us is a member and body of this family. And we need to take... authority of that that actually God has given us a position in this family like a son would have a position like a daughter would have we have our own individual position in this church you know in this scripture God has marked us with agape love agape love is unconditional love and I don't know I never experienced unconditional love as a child but as soon as I found Christ and he made me alive He made me alive to his love and he made me alive to his unconditional love. I didn't have to do anything for him. I didn't have to please him. He's just pleased with who you are and where you are today. You know, today we can call out the name Abba Father. You know, Abba's name's, yeah, obviously our name's Abba. But it doesn't mean that. Abba Father in the Greek means daddy. We can cry out daddy. We're in a position today to cry out daddy. Just like my son when he needs something out daddy to me and I embrace him as my son and that is marked by love and you know we can cry out today out of that position of sonship that's what Jesus showed us that we have sonship today you know when I was a Muslim 
I didn't know that I had a father in heaven because he's not your father. And that's a, that was a real stumbling block for me. But today, God has got his arms open and he's calling every one of us into his arms. You know, Romans 8 verse 11 says, The same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you today. You know, the enemy wants to come kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus wants to raise us from the grave. He wants to raise us to life in him. You know, when I was, I remember when I got baptized in 2013 and it was an amazing occasion. I was publicly declaring that I'd been dead to to myself but raised to new life in Jesus. And the enemy, the enemy really tried to have a go at me after that because, well, but even before that because I got a phone call from an imam of the local mosque and um, he said to me who is this Jesus and he he was basically trying to he was basically trying to take my new identity my new position that Christ had given me and um, on the phone he was saying to me that he was a that he was a Christian before and that he'd converted and that he found the truth in Allah and even to that day the enemy was still trying to take my new position that I found in Jesus. See, the enemy wants to challenge you in your identity today. But just like Jesus, who was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, that's our position today, that we can stand knowing our identity in Christ. You know, when Jesus was in the wilderness, the enemy said to him, if you are the son of man, turn that stone into bread and Jesus says yeah sorry Jesus says man shall not live by bread alone but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God he knew his position in the word he knew his father he knew the voice that covered him that he was marked by love that he was chosen that God was the delight of his life you know and the enemy will try and dethrone you today just like he did to Jesus he tried to dethrone him from his position And, you know, he took him to the highest mountain. He took Jesus to the highest mountain, the devil did. And he said to him, you can have all these kingdoms if you worship me. And Jesus said, be gone, Satan. And that's what we need to say. We need the word of God. We need the word of God in our heart. You know, in Ephesians, it says for us to take up our sword. I mean, are we taking up our sword daily? Yeah. Are we taking up our sword daily? You know, in Ephesians 12, verse 2, it says... For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. Do we know the word is a weapon today? That when the enemy comes to knock your position, it comes to take away your position, you can speak to him the very words that Jesus said. You know, we need to know that Jesus has purchased our new life and our new position We don't have to wrestle when we sit next to Jesus. We are sat in heavenly realms. We lose our position when we fight our own battles. You know, many of us try in our own strength to fight our own battles. You know, even this week, I've just had, yeah, it's just been crazy. Just leading up to this week, the devil has been tempting me not to stand up here. He's been telling me I can't do this. He's been saying, but his I no longer lives, but Christ that lives in me. And that's what I've been saying to him. You know, the enemy 
when you step out for God, he will try and pull you down. He will try the same tactics that he did in the garden, in the temptation. But we cannot, we need to really stand in our position today. We really need to stand, because we forget so easily. We forget when temptation comes our way, we just back down. But we need to go to the word and we need to remind ourselves daily of the truths that are said in the Bible. You know, the enemy will try and take your position and he will try and remind you of sin. He will try to put doubt into your mind. He will try to put deception in your mind. He'll do all different things to apply pressure to your mind today. You know, he'll try and entice you, actually, to put other things above God. But it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength. You need to be putting God today in your position, as your heavenly position. You know, I don't know what pressures you are facing today, but Jesus wants to give us a new perspective. I don't know if anyone's been to cinema, but, you know, when you go and watch um, a, a 3D film, uh, you have to wear the glasses, don't you? And if you take them off, it becomes a blurred vision. And many of us have a blurred vision today of our position. But Jesus wants to give us 2020, perfect vision today. You know, Jesus faced pressure. He faced pressure. He faced, faced agony. You know, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he took, his disciples, he took his three disciples, Peter, the rock, and he took the two sons of Zebedee, John and James. And he took him into the garden as he's about to go to the cross. He knows what he's about to take. He's about to take the sin of the world on his shoulders. Yeah, he's, take, he's about to take the sin all upon him. And the enemy comes to say, who are you? He says, who are you to Jesus? You know, today the enemy will pound you and tell you who you're not. But Jesus is dying on a cross telling you who you are. You know, in the garden, Jesus is on his knees. He's literally on his knees getting a perspective from the heavenly realm. And the enemy wants to come and whisper in his ear, whisper lies to, 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 to get him away from praying, you know. And he does that to us today. He did that to me this week. He certainly didn't want me to pray about today. He wanted me to do it in my own strength. You know, it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by his spirit. And it was his spirit today that I walked up those stairs and I saw my brother. And he just gave me the motivation to do this today. But it was God's peace that surpasses all understanding. It just rested on me today and I was able to do that. And it's through prayer and through the word of God that we will know our position. You know, when Jesus is in the garden, he says to his disciples, stay alert and pray. And, you know... Peter, he's just, you know, he's just before that, he's denied Jesus three times. And he's, he's, he's thinking how, you know, you shouldn't do this, Jesus. You shouldn't go to the cross. He's acting in his flesh. And Jesus says to him, your spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, our flesh is weak sometimes. And we want to act out and it's screaming out. My flesh was screaming out this morning. I didn't want to do this, but... I had, to, I had to get on my knees and get that heavenly perspective today. And I just cried out to him, Abba Father, please help me. And this is what Jesus wanted for his disciples. He wanted them to get this heavenly perspective. He wanted them to understand what he was about to do. But what does Peter go and do immediately after when they're arrested? He goes and cuts the ear of the soldier. And 
It, it was all because he just, he wouldn't go and get that perspective that Jesus wanted to give him. He was doing it in the flesh. He was thinking with an earthly mind, not a heavenly mind. You know, Eric Gilmore says, all the pressure in the world couldn't get Jesus to act outside the perception of his father. I say that again. Eric Gilmore says that all the pressure in the world couldn't get Jesus to act outside the perception of his father. You know, what things are we perceiving today that we're going outside of the perception of our father? Are we letting the world tell us that we should do things in our own strength? That, you know, maybe you've got a bill that you need paying for and you're, you're worrying and you're stressing about it today. But you should go on your knees and get a heavenly perspective. Because God, when there's darkness in your life, he will give you a different perspective and I have so many of testimonies where God has done that personally in my own life. You know, Jesus wants us to have the same heavenly perspective that he had in the garden today. My third point is that we are repurposed. For we are God's masterpiece. And he has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. You know, today you are God's masterpiece. You are God's handiwork. You know, the, Greek, the word in Greek is so beautiful because it's translated. The word for um, masterpiece is translated into poem or poetry. Our lives are like beautiful poetry to God. And, he's, and he's, it's the written word. And God tells us all that he desires in our life. You know, I can guarantee you that three words that Jesus is saying to us every day. And that is come to me. Jesus wants you to come to him every day. And he wants to tell you your purpose in him. In coming to him, we will find out who we are. You know, it's so precious. And the secret place is so precious when you can go to the Lord. You know, I remember I'd, I had a bit of a struggle. And I'd, I'd gone down to Mill Road and I'd gone to see a friend. And um, he was a Muslim. And he wanted to challenge me about my faith. In Jesus, and I and I, I thought I messed it up with him. I thought I, I thought I wasn't loving upon him. I thought I wasn't, um, yeah. I thought I acted out in my flesh, basically. So so I went home and I was asking God, "Are you pleased with me? Are you pleased with me?" And I needed to know that in that secret place that he was ple- that he was pleased with me. So I asked him that question, and I felt a, I felt a peace in my heart. A minute, uh, mate, uh, half an hour later, I rang my brother Rob. And the very words he said to me is, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And I was just, you know, that's why it's so important to go to him in the quiet place. It's so important because he'll tell us who we are. And he'll tell us that we're repurposed. As we yield to him in our purpose, it will flow out of relationship. Our purpose today will flow out of relationship with him. You know, God sees us today as a finished product. You might not see yourself as a finished product, but that's what he sees. When he looks at you, he sees a finished product. He says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're made in the image of God today. You know, in Michelangelo says, in a quote, he says, I saw an angel in the marble and I carved until I set him free. You know, that's a beautiful beautiful description of how Jesus sees us. He sees us as an angel in marble 
And he carves us to us, set us free. And he has set you free today from your sin. And he's made you alive. And he's repurposed you. And he's repositioned you. You know, God has made us to know him and to have a personal relationship. But he wants to unravel unravel it to us in the secret place. You know, Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Wherever you are today, you can live out your purpose for God. Did you know that today you were created to have a relationship with your Father in heaven? You know, when I used to let the world define my purpose before, and now I let Jesus define it. I used to do professional tie boxing. I used to fight in a ring. And I thought that was my purpose in life. I thought that's how I was going to be fed by people. That's how I was going to get my affirmation. But it all ended in tears. Because actually it wasn't providing anything for me. But Jesus gave me a new purpose. And today I'm boxing demons. Yeah, bang, bang. Yeah, kick him. Punch him down. Crush him. Ha, 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 he, 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 the enemy ain't got nothing on me. (laughs) Preach it. In in John 1, verses 1 to 2, this is from the Prussian translations. It says, in the very beginning, God was already there. And before his face was a living expression And the living expression was with God, but fully good. They were face to face in the very beginning. You know, the more we go to Jesus in our secret place, the more we're face to face with him. You know, Jesus was face to face with his father in the beginning of creation. And he knew who he was so he could step out into his ministry in purpose, in position, being alive in Christ. You know, you know, Jesus has mapped out your life today. The blueprint of Jesus is all over you today. And his purpose, your purpose is so that you can be like a son, is so that you can be a son that becomes like a father. You know, th- this is the same purpose today that we have, church. You know, I'm going to come to a close, but, you know, there's some real truths that we can take from this bit of scripture and that is that we are alive to Christ and that we can claim that today that actually the way that we used to live no longer defines us but we're defined by a position in Christ you know that today we have a heavenly position and we should live out of that we should live out that every day of our lives you know his purpose will fulfill you today And his purpose will satisfy you. But more what will satisfy you is coming to Jesus and knowing him. And you are repurposed. That is is so beautiful that everyone today has been repurposed to live out their life for Jesus Christ. You know, you don't have to live for the world today. You don't have to live for tomorrow. You can live for today, holding on to Jesus. Grasp onto him. Cling to the cross today. Come to the cross every day of your life and know that Jesus was raised from the dead and that you were raised to life. You know, and that he is seated in a heavenly position and that he's fighting for each one of us today in the heavenly realms. He's got his angels. They're fighting for us. They're fighting for us. Yeah, thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Lord. Yeah, you know, I just really want to come to a close now. But we really need to grasp as a church that we're being made alive. Because when you're a church that is alive, there's going to be opposition. You know, when I was a fighter, I always had the enemy in my face. And he opposed me when I was fighting, you know, my opponent. And that's what's going to happen. When we're alive for Christ and we're living for him, there's going to be an opposition. Don't think that there isn't because there is. When we went out in the street, there was an opposition. But he's been crushed by Jesus today. So we need to live in that truth today. You know, could we, we're going to go into a time of worship. But if we'd like to bow our heads and I'll just, I'll just pray for us. Father God, I thank you that every one of us can call on your name today. Wherever we're at with you. I thank you, Jesus, that you've made us alive to you and that we don't have to fear the enemy we're no longer in darkness but we've been set free I thank you father that we are repurposed to live a life in you I thank you Christ that we are repositioned and even though the world might tell us our position you tell us that we've been bought and purchased by the blood of Jesus And we can live that out today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening and we trust that the word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.